drive energy in the house, an all-city network production. We're out here with the likes of Tim Legler, Brian Baldinger, Adam Mares, Anthony Gargano, DJ Bean, and Pete Blackburn, and Big Drive Energy right there in the middle of the all-city network podcast platform. I am your host at Big Drive, Spence. This is my host, co-host, brother at Big Drive, Mitch. Uh, For those of you that don't know about us, welcome to the fucking show. We are brothers. Yes, uh, I am much better looking than him. Uh, We are both professional golf professionals, not professional golfers, former club professionals working at a golf course. So we've seen it all. Uh, We are now doing golf podcasts and Mitchell is a full-time employee at Pins and Aces, who's also our presenting sponsor. Pins and Aces makes the best gear in the game. Uh, They've got, we both got their hoodie on. I just got this brand new waffle hoodie. You can use code BDE at pinsandaces.com and save yourself 15%. They have just released, and I always say they, I mean you guys, when I'm talking, speaking to you. We can just say we. We, we, We're a part of it. We just released, Pins and Aces just released their whole Black Friday uh, sale. They've got a ton of stuff on sale, limited edition releases coming this November. So you want to make sure to check that out at pinsandaces.com. Um, what's some stuff coming down the pipeline, Mitch? You gotta, you gotta let us know. This is big drive energy gets the listeners, uh, get the first look at pins and aces gear or the, the sneak preview. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think they, uh, well, we, I keep saying they too. Well, they, they, in the warehouse put out a little sneak preview of, it looks like a, a true links wear, uh, shoe collaboration with pins and aces which is the one thing that pins and aces will probably never make themselves as shoes just too tough to do um if you're not a shoe company so it looks like we're putting together uh pins and aces and true linkswear collab which is going to be six so now you can wear pins and aces shoes joggers shirt hat glove tees head covers bag you name it we got it like there's nothing and even I, I was talking to my buddy the other day and he had never really seen pins and aces stuff. And I sent him the link and I think he spent four or $500 on the spot. He goes, Holy shit. How have I never seen these shirts before? They're unreal. The hats are unbelievable. And I always tell everybody like these hats are the best hats in the game by far. Cause they're like Imperial quote unquote hats, but they're the, like the five panel rope hat, but they're not near as tall. Like they they don't feel like a fucking cowboy hat sitting on the top of your head. So the smaller heads of this world, like Spencer can wear these hats and still uh, not look like an idiot. Yeah. I uh, rock the pins and aces hat extremely well. Fits my head. I wore the Joker hat yesterday because uh, I was the Joker for Halloween, but some other things we're going to get into on this podcast. Uh, we're going to talk about a cheating gambling suspension, if you will, Uh, from a couple of Corn Ferry Tour players, actually friends of the program. Uh, And we'll get into all that. Um, We're going to discuss the live schedule coming out in 2024. No longer a partner of Trump venues. Um, Also talk about the the Technology Golf League, the TGL, Tiger Woods and Rory McIlroy's thing. Uh, They've announced some new captains. And 
Uh, we're going to get into the irony of the the team names and the captains thing and the players on on each team. Uh, and also, there was some uh, a great video from Zyre Golf this past week of something happening in the road hole bunker at St. Andrews. And we might discuss where might be some other spots uh, in America here that that same sort of act would be beneficial. Um, maybe one of the best views in the entire United States. We're going to get into all that and more, plus our picks fairway or four for the week and picks for the Worldwide Technology Championship in Cabo at El Cardinal at Diamante. Um, some, a few big names, a few uh, up-and-coming names, if you will. This is a really good event for... You don't have your stalwarts, but you've got a lot of guys that are looking for their first dub on the PGA Tour, uh, and I think this is the week that some of them can get it. So, uh, of course, all this is brought to you by our friends over Pins and Aces. Do not forget, Pins and Aces, promo code BDE for 15% off. All right, let's tee it up. Hello, friends. Welcome to this tradition unlike any... <laughs> Somebody screamed mashed potatoes? That was mashed. <laughs> so it is November, but Halloween was yesterday. How was your Halloween? What does it look like now that we're like adults? We're not trick-or-treating anymore. I handed out candy. It was wild. Yeah, uh, my Halloween was relatively uneventful. Uh, I don't really go out for Halloween. I didn't dress up. I actually had to run. I walked into town to the UPS store to ship something, and there were so many kids. I guess here in Morristown, they they let the schools out early for the kids to go, like, trick-or-treat around, like, all the businesses in town. Uh, so there was, like, hundreds of kids running around on the streets, uh, it kind of like gave me that nostalgic feeling of being a little kid again on Halloween because Halloween as a little kid is one of the best holidays ever. As you get older, it definitely changes a lot. And then I feel like uh, I, I don't think you're a weirdo if you dress up like I actually saw a few older people um, super like into it, crazy costumes. And I respect that because you just don't give a shit at that point. But I will say my favorite costumes. Um, are dog costumes like the little ones where they they have the arms on the front and they look like they're like carrying a package or it just makes them look like a little human being i eat that shit up so i did see a few of those on the street um in our building i think i'm one of the youngest people that lives here so uh no trick-or-treating no kids in the building i don't know i think it's allowed but it's just not a, a thing like it's just a lot of you know middle-aged older people like myself getting really old um, but yeah, it really, really not much to speak of. I mean, what were yours? You said you gave out candy. You were dressed up as the Joker. And so then Sawyer, your son, little saw dogs, 
dressed up also as the Joker, and then your dog's name is Joker. So you had three Jokers. Jokers were wild last night in the Smith household. Jokers were wild, and I'm on the opposite side of the spectrum as you. I guess if you're there's not, if there's not a reason for you to dress up, you sh- you probably shouldn't. You know, like you're, what are you gonna do? Dress up and go work out or go, you know, walk through the park and dress up like that's, that's a little weird, but I came to work yesterday dressed up and I wore my costume, uh, for the golf tournament, the superintendent's revenge that I played a couple weeks ago. So two, two costume uses and one purchase that's just called being smart. Um, but yeah, I was the joker and I didn't think it through before I wore the costume to work cause I had to go to the bank. Uh, and so I went into the bank dressed as the joker and that, didn't play over well i kind of had to like make some small talk you know disarm the lady working at the wells fargo because she seemed a little uh worried uh the guy in front of me was hitting on her so i was like okay well i can make this a lot easier and just you know let's let's take care of this transaction yeah yeah i'm dressed up it's halloween but you know let's let's get this transaction get me out of there um but no I, i do enjoy dressing up uh and it's it, when the first kids rang the doorbell at night, I actually like panicked and I asked if I say trick or treat or if they say trick or treat. That's where I was at because I've never done, you know, I've never handed out candy. I've always been on the receiving end and now I'm on the giving end. Yeah, you were probably like, thank you. Uh, what do oh, I say? Dude, I'm the <laughs> just- king. So for those of you just joining us and haven't listened before, uh, don't know much about us. I am the king of awkward moments and being awkward with other people. I'm the guy that fist bumps right into a high five or handshakes a fist bump. That's me all the time. Uh, And I think I thanked the kids for coming to the house yesterday. (laughs) I think I said thank you and they left. And I was like, thanks for stopping by. Like it it is, isn't it hilarious how like as as a little kid, you're scared of adults. And then when you become an adult, you get afraid of little kids and like, and even teenagers, like, I just joined this new gym. Oh, I joined a lifetime here in New Jersey yesterday. And like these groups of teenagers, like they're all these little douchebags. But for some reason, I'm like, oh, don't look at me. Like, just don't look at me while I'm working out. <laughs> like, it feels away. like they're going to, yeah, it feels like they're going to gang up on me and like shit talk me into the ground. Like, I, I, I got to tell you real quick, one of the worst things, this could have gone so poorly. Um, so it was my second day at this new lifetime. And there's a weird like, combination lock thing uh or how you like lock your locker and so i go work out i then i um go into the steam room so i i just had towels on i know it's a fucking visual that you really don't want um so i i just have towels on but i i messed up my lock combination before i locked my locker to get into the steam room so i come back out of the steam room towels only and I can't get into my locker. And I was like, am I going to have to walk into the fucking front area? Am I going to have to go to the front desk in a towel and ask them to come unlock this? I was mortified, dude. I was kind of like looking around and and thank God one of the, the employees was like uh, restocking the towels. I was like, bro, I lo-. and he probably thought I was a thief too. He's like, oh yeah, you're fucking going to steal all this dude shit in this locker. I'm like, no, I legit just locked my own locker and I can't get into it. And now I, I am in two towels, like losing my mind. Um, so yeah, that was an all time scary moment for me. He came and unlocked it. Thank God. But even the lifetime, like my first day at the gym, all these lifetime employees were dressed up and it kind of threw me for a loop. Cause when you're an adult, 
you don't really think that much. Like I, I forgot it was Halloween. And then in the middle of the day, I'm like, Oh shit, it's Halloween. Like, you know, if you really don't participate, then it kind of is what it is. But, uh, real quick, who are your favorite? Like, I mean, everybody posts their Halloween, like celebrities, golfers, hockey players, basketball players, who are a few of your favorites? Um, I think the DeAndre Jordan Taylor Swift, because DeAndre Jordan is the farthest thing away from a white pop female singer. Uh, And so him with the wig on and the Kansas City Chiefs jacket, playing the music, walking to the plane uh, on their flight to Minnesota was was peak for me. And I did see I'll give you the worst or the lamest. You know, we we're not big Billy Horschel guys. We kind of think he's lame. Uh, and did you see his costume by chance on Instagram? No, I didn't. He's an absolute square though. So him and his wife were Amazon prime. So like his wife was like in a prime box and then he was like an Amazon delivery driver. And it's like, to me, it's like, if you're going to get a costume, like that's number one, not creative. Number two, you at least you like full send it and you get all the stuff and you make it look really cool and like elaborate and everyone knows what it is, or you just don't dress up. Like I'm, I'm on one end of the spectrum or the other there. You just either go all the way or you, you don't even open the door and you just don't dress up and you sit at your home and hand out candy. Yeah. Especially when you have that kind of money, like if you're going to do it, don't spend $50 at fucking target. I'm sorry. But if you're a, a famous athlete and you don't like go overboard, like, uh, miles Garrett always has some of the best in the league. Uh, he always rolls in looking scary as shit because he's built like a freak anyways. And then uh, did you see Victor Wembanyama as Slenderman? That was that was like legit scary because he's seven six and like thin as a rail. He legit looked like a, a fucking scary like character. Well, yeah, when you're that size as a human being, fuck you. You could be like a Tim Burton character just by waking up in the morning. Yeah, like he, exactly, could throw on, right? he could throw on some like black jeans and a black uh, a black long sleeve shirt and a mask, and you're like, dude, that that's not a real human. That doesn't look like a human. Yeah, he looks like that dude uh, from The Incredibles, like the honey, where's my super suit? That's he looks like that that dude in The Incredibles. That's I feel like the closest comparison I can make. But yeah, he's just like a physical freak, anyways. Um, there was a couple of hockey players. Like one dude, I forget what who it was, but he dressed up as Ice Spice. And for a second, I had to double take. And I was like, that's a dude. And he was just had a, had a great costume, like full crop top the whole bit. I was like, God damn, that's commitment there. Yeah, I've dressed up as a female multiple times and it's, still, it's always my favorite. I'm a little like older and fatter now. So I, the less skin I can show in my costume, the better. Um, but back like when I was like, pretty fit i was like yeah just cut me some daisy dukes let's get these fucking thighs out let's get this stomach hanging out and i'm good to go i was 11 once from stranger things and had the like super short skirt and i didn't care if my cheeks were falling out i was i was about it (laughs) well i don't think you have cheeks falling out because you got the flattest ass i've ever seen in my life besides my own we're neither of us were gifted with asses whatsoever uh we call it, my girlfriend calls it my pancake booty. I just look like I have a couple of pancakes attached to the back of my ass. And it is like, it's not a great visual. Let's just put it that way. But yeah, when, when Spencer had the six pack, he was never afraid to, uh, he was always the guy that had his first shirt, first dude with his shirt off at a wedding, uh, 
wearing crop tops on Halloween, you name it. Like you, the year we did, um, Molly crew, you didn't wear a shirt, did you? No, no. I was showing, I was showing some people that yesterday, actually it was made my top three costumes of all time. And I was cut. cut Those were the glory days. That that was a good time. Yeah. Uh, That's before marriage and kids, you can really, you know, get into your own body. Now I'm just fighting, eating all the shit food and then working out and, it's just like a constant cycle of plateauing. I'm never yeah. going anywhere. I'm never going down. I'm never going up. Uh, there's a two. You're just on fighting the, to stay where you're at. <laughs> there's a two on the scale, which was pretty shocking. And now I'm like, oh, that's cool. Let's leave it there. That's fine. You know. You're like, as long as it doesn't get to three in my lifetime, I think I'm safe. I think it, I'm good. Exactly. As long as I hit three in the age scale before I hit it on the weight scale, we're gonna be kosher. Which only have like a month and a half until that happens. So we've made it to 30 without hitting 300 pounds. Round of applause for well for done, me today. Sir. Well done. All right. So this is a golf podcast, and we do remind ourselves of that and the audience of that just about every time. Um, but we have got a few stories to talk about in golf. And let's start it out with the suspensions coming down from the PGA Tour uh, for friend of the program, uh, form, uh, recurring guest, not recurring actually yet. Um, I don't know if that's going to happen now. Maybe that's a good idea. Maybe it's a bad idea. Uh, Vince India and then Jake Stiano, who we played golf with as kids. So this came out on Instagram last week, and we uh, I've got it sent to me by a few people who listen to the podcast. And we're like, hey, wasn't this guy on the podcast? And I was like, oh, my God, Vince, holy shit. Um, but here is the Instagram post from golf digest. Uh, and there was some great comments on it. Um, just as far as the people that, you know, when these scandals come out, like there's a few Denver Broncos this year that got suspended for an entire year for gambling. And we have inside, I had inside info on that as well. Um, I guess he was, (laughs) he had his girlfriend's, uh, sportsbook account and was betting on games that he was playing in um through his girlfriend's sportsbook account so pretty rough scene there um but just not that smart of a dude apparently it the the comments and the reaction to these are pretty insane when it first comes out because you don't know you know the thing is is like if you're betting on a sports league that you're technically in uh it, it can get a pretty hairy but once uh, the interview came out with Jake Stiano, did an interview with Monday Qualifying Info on Twitter uh, and kind of discussed, you know, and got into detail on what the bets were. That's when, you know, the real evaluation of the situation comes into play because I was like, oh, God, like these guys are dumber than a, dumber than a box of rocks. You know, what are you like? What are you doing betting on the PGA Tour, even though personally, I don't think either of them had like enough i don't think this this is a warranted suspension what real quick so vince india is suspended for six months jake Siano is suspended for three months through the end of 2023 vince is suspended through i believe march of 2024 um what are your thoughts on you know this instance in general this is like the first time this has hit the pga tour uh the nfl suspended a bunch of lions and a couple broncos and a few other players here early in august but what are your thoughts on just the overall view of this from the PGA Tour side and from the player side? Yeah, I mean, I, I generally think that it's they were trying to make an example out of these guys, unfortunately. 
because they really had no recourse to fight back. Their hands were tied, you know, they got their hand caught in the cookie jar and they just kind of had to eat shit, take it. Um, But it really, the punishment does not fit the crime here because what that does is this suspension in this time of the year stops both of these guys from participating in Q school, which is basically how they get their, their corn fairy tour card back. Um, because neither of them, I think, retained it this last year while they are participants and had status last year. Um, but the fact that I, I can't really speak to Vince's because I don't think Vince's bets have come out. And that's the tough thing, too, is everyone's like, well, you know, it shouldn't matter what bet. You have to, like, set a precedent. You have to, you know, you you can't there's, – there's no bending a rule. There's no, well, he only put this amount, like – a rule is a rule, I guess. Rules are rules, and uh, they broke them. But Jake Stiano bet on the Bryson DeChambeau Brooks Kepka like, uh, what? What is it? What would you call it? The um, exhibition. Thank you, exhibition match that wasn't even PG Tour sanctioned. I don't think like it was twelve holes. That how could so they say that shit's PG Tour sh- sanctioned, but then live golf can't get fucking world ranking points because they only play 54 holes. Like I, I, and obviously that's not a comparison across the board, but it just, it doesn't make a lot, whole lot of sense. And, and then Vince put out this whole, uh, you know, he put out an apology, which was hilarious. Cause he just, he's like, I'm going to come back like a better person. It's like, you're not yeah, a we, bad person for gambling on sports. We actually have that apology here. Um, okay. Yeah, so from Vince India, an apology. I have been truly blessed to be able to pursue a career in professional golf. It's an absolute privilege to play this game for a living. To that end, I am deeply ashamed that my behavior and poor decisions from put my dream in jeopardy. I regret them every day. I want to apologize to the tour for knowingly violating the integrity program. Sorry to all my friends, family, coaches, sponsors, and anyone who has supported me throughout my career. I'm confident I will grow from this. It's an opportunity to continue to tackle the heart of my problems. I'm going to put more hours than I ever did into my body and mind this offseason and ultimately come out a better person and player. I'm looking forward to 2024 and continuing my goal to play golf at the highest level. Lastly, thanks to everyone who reached out to me. You're all wonderful, and it means more than you could know. Um, Well, Vince, you've still got two fans in your corner in Big Drive Energy and us for sure. Uh, We're we're riding with you, and, and yes, did you have to do this? Yes, but Mitchell, like just like you were saying... Bro, he fucking placed a few sports bets. He didn't, like, you know, he didn't knowingly, like, cheat on the PGA Tour for years and then, like, make money off of it and all of a sudden, you know, lose other people money off of it, too, and then apologize for it. Yeah, this wasn't some sort of Breaking Bad situation. He wasn't, like, cooking meth in his fucking camper out back. Like, he's gambling on sports. He's, he, it does not infect your affect your integrity whatsoever and i think some of the best parts is like this suspension update brought to you by you know DraftKings or whatever it's just so ironic because professional sports has pushed sports gambling so hard these last couple years like it's you you can't turn on the tv and watch watch a single sport without seeing uh sports betting you know, website ad, including our, our podcast. We are sponsored by bet three, six, five. They're the best. Uh, if you were going to bet on the PGA tour while you play on it, you might as well use bet three, six, five. If you're going to get sussied, you might as well use the best sports app in the game. Um, but anywho, it just, 
the punishment does not fit the crime whatsoever. These guys don't get to go to Q school. A few of the comments were like, oh, well, uh, I guess and there was some other Q school. Because basically, for those of you who don't know, Q school costs a player. If you get through, if you get to the fourth stage and through, um, it costs you 20 grand. It costs five grand a stage. And there's no purse. You make no money off of it. So somebody was like, oh, shit, you just saved him each 20 grand from having to go to Q school, which was pretty fucking funny. Um, obviously, they and and then you get people that are commenting like, oh, well, Vince, you know, uh, who he wasn't going to get through Q school. Jake Stiano wasn't going to get through anyways. Like, who gives a shit? And it's like Vince has gotten through, I think, five or six times. He's one of the best like Q school players in the history of the PGA Tour. Um, the dude just seems to ball out when the pressure's on him. So just an asinine comment. And then one other comment, um, and Jake has gotten through too, so it, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, and then one other dude goes, and this dude actually works for like uh, a betting network. What is it? The action network that like, uh, who's that fucking nerd that used to be on ESPN now? Darren Ravel. Um I think he works with the action network. And so this, this dude, that's a golf gambler for the action network goes, why should they care if they can't get through Q school? Uh, they can just go to all these Monday qualifiers. If you have any sort of game, you shouldn't have a problem getting through like, and I, I tweeted it from big drive energy. I'm like, what a shitty take. Like, yeah, just go shoot 63 every time you tee it up and maybe you'll get in half of the events. Like, having some sort of status as opposed to having to go Monday qualify at all these events is such a huge difference. And you could send, I guarantee you send like the back half of the PGA tour players to Q school, or I'm sorry, not to Q school to a Monday qualifier. They don't get in. Maybe they get in 25% of the time, but even the best players in the world, one of the hardest things in, in all of golf is Monday qualifying. So I don't care who you send out there. Monday qualifying is so fucking hard to do. So the fact that these guys are now, um, you know, basically forced to go Monday qualify because they can't participate in Q school, I think is, is just a joke. And the PGA tour just continues to make shitty move after shitty move. Uh, and Jay Monahan just looks like a bigger snake than he already always was. So. Yeah, well, there's a couple funny comments uh, from the Instagram post. I think my favorite one is uh, from Caleb underscore Paul underscore Shank, which horrible last name if you actually like golf. Uh, I wouldn't be able to say my own last name any any point on the golf course. It might uh, help you get over it. His his comment was, God forbid a guy has a hobby. <laughs> <laughs> I did see that one. I was like, fuck yeah. Like, I might toss a like on that. I'm going to. Like, Sorry, I'm a red-blooded American man that likes to gamble on fucking go the sport that I play for a living. Like, And th that's the other thing, too, is it goes back to, like, Pete Rose gambling on his own team or whatever. The PGA Tour, there's really no, no inside information you can get. Like, some guy's like, oh, well, I, I, I'm carrying a rabbit's foot with me this week. I really fucking I'm, – I'm, I got a good vibe. Like, no – Nobody, and it's just, it goes back to like the Michigan sign stealing thing, which we don't even need to get into as a golf podcast, but what, like what Deion Sanders said about it, you still have to go out and execute. Like any dude in the world could be like, oh, I love this golf course. I'm going to play so well. 
and then they go out and shoot 82 days, miss the cut by 10, it's you know, 15, whatever. You know, you still have to go out and play. So there's no sort of inside information unless, you know, you're live betting during a round and somebody's got the, you know, somebody's like sick or some shit or they text someone and be like, hey, I'm about to withdraw. I, I don't even think you can bet on that. But, you know, there's really nothing necessarily that can give you inside information in golf, in my opinion. So that's just another element that I also think is bullshit. Yeah, there, there's no, well, first of all, they're not even on the PGA tour. It's two separate tours Two it's ran by the same company, but it's two completely separate tours. It's not like they were betting. They were in the locker room of a PGA tour event and then betting on that same PGA tour event, hearing somebody say that, yeah, like you said, they're not feeling good or, this hurts today and maybe betting an over under, but Jake's bets came out. And of course, you know, they were on the, the match and I think they totaled $116 and 20 cents. It's like, you know, I, and I get there, I, I get there has to be a precedent set, but that's also objectively hilarious. Just like Calvin Ridley getting suspended for like a, what was it? A thousand dollar parlay or $500 parlay when the dude makes eight mil. Like what are we yeah. doing here? Yeah, it's just guys being dudes gambling on sports. And one of Jake Siona's buddies commented on the the post and goes, but did you win though, question mark? And then at Jake Stiano. I just funny. saw that one. Yep. That yeah, was, that, that, that was, was another great. Colorado, uh, a, I think a kid that plays like DU or something. Um, but yeah, overall, pretty, pretty hilarious. Like I, just the fact that they track these guys. And I understand that the world of gambling, especially, you know, on the legal end of things is so sanctioned by who can gamble and who can participate in this and that. Um, but, and even like, there's another, uh, hockey player that got suspended for, um, he wasn't even gambling on hockey. He, I think he was over like in Canada and he couldn't gamble over there. So he texted his buddy, and his buddy logged in on his account in America and that like flagged it. And so he gave his buddy his account login info. And now this dude's going to miss half a year. Like I think just the professional sports in general, uh, the, the gambling thing is a slippery slope. And they knew this when they, they got into it, you know, when they got in bed with the, the big sports books, the, the real money that actually controls this world. So just a, a crazy thing. Uh, to deal with, but you know, they'll take it on the chin. They'll get better for it. And they're not bad people. Let's put it that way. No. One last comment here uh, from uh, at Mr. Funk all time porn name, Vince India. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. That's fucked up. I, that doesn't make sense to me, but it's just funny. Just Just hearing it. It's like, and somebody replied and goes, your middle name plus the last country you visited. (laughs) What? I'd I'd be Edgar England. That kind of fucks. Um, where was the last time, when the last time I went out of the country was it Canada? Would I be Brian Canada? <laughs> That's sick. That fucks. That's dude. actually kind of fire. Yeah, I like Brian that. Brian Canada. You're not allowed to go to Canada anymore. You know that. <laughs> yeah, we don't need to get into that on this pod. I'm gonna I'm gonna apply for a reinstatement with the Canadian government in a few years. <laughs> We'll see if they'll let me through. We had so much fun in Vancouver, and now you're not even allowed to cross the border anymore, you yeah, son that, of a bitch. That was why, uh, that's, if you're curious, that's why I can't get back in. I had too much fun in Vancouver. We did have a lot of fun. All right, let's move on to 
the live schedule and and not necessarily get into the, the schedule for 2024 but specifics like here here's this day and you know by the way for those of you joining us we are live boys as you can see golf but louder live boys um, we, we don't discriminate on golf we cover all the golf you know whether it's the the pga tour and what was funny when you were saying earlier the corn Ferry tour and the uh the PGA Tour are run by the same company. I was about to be like, yeah, this the Saudi, uh, what was that? The PIF, the Public Investment Fund. That would have been that would have slapped, dude. Yeah, they're the same. They're they're run. They're all run by the same company at this point. So who gives a fuck? Yeah, exactly. But so they announced that they will no longer be partnering with like Trump venues, which is kind of sad. I I thought that made perfect sense. Um, but There's also a bunch of outcasts joining up together. Yeah, but also they're trying to go um, to Vegas the same week as the Super Bowl, uh, which I think mistake. Well, it is, but it isn't. Like you know, we were in Scottsdale for the Super Bowl last year, and it the the absolute buzz around the entire city was incredible. So maybe that's what they're trying to create. And you know, Vegas has some good golf courses, but. Uh, talk a little bit about what you think about the schedule and kind of, you know, what's your thoughts on, you know, the Trump, the whole Trump scenario with them and the fact that they're going to kind of go away to go away from uh, the different Trump courses. Yeah, I really I, I actually talked to one of the uh, a member of Trump Bedminster out here on Sunday. I was in a box at the uh, at MetLife for the Giants Jets game. Not a big deal. Uh, but one of the guys is a member at Trump Bedminster and he goes, yeah, they, they told us. And I asked him, I was like, are you guys like in the loop on, you know, what you're hosting the next year? Or do you kind of just get told after the fact? And he goes, no, they don't tell us anything. They just, uh, basically it just happens. Like we know like a month in advance, but he said they were only shutting down the course like a week beforehand. Uh, so nothing like too crazy, but that would be one of the reasons I could see, Trump courses not wanting to host it anymore. And I don't really know whose decision it was if Liv wanted to get away from Trump or if Trump wanted to get away from Liv. Maybe that was kind of something they decided on if, you know, uh, instead of really committing to their villain role and like sticking with Trump, maybe they're trying to push away from that a little bit and become a little bit more like normalized. So, you know, that's one of the reasons I could think of for them wanting to go away from it. But I thought one of the cool ideas that I read was them possibly going to the different to the different countries that uh, some of these teams are pretty much based out of. Like you have an Australian team, so you have an Australian event and that's kind of Ripper GC. Yeah, Ripper. Those are our boys. Go Cam Smith, cousin Cam. Um, But he like him down in Australia would be a blast. That team, you know, they're not very, they're very top heavy. The back end's kind of ass, but uh, having an event in Australia would be awesome. Um, South Africa, they've kind of got a South African team with like Louis Oosthuizen and Charles Schwartzel and a few of those guys. And then you've got England with, you know, uh, the Majestics. Majestics the fucking, with a K. The worst team the, in the, the fucking, fucking all relegated. Rah! bottom fucking <laughs> losers bottom. um yeah they if they keep them on live for another year i guess then they'll host a, an event in england um and then i think you've got i don't know if they'll do one maybe and i'm, I'm gonna get in the weeds just saying this shit but i think they have some japanese players 
maybe they're Korean, maybe like Kevin Na lives in Vegas, but he's, you know, he, this is the Colin Morikawa situation all over again. He's not actually from Vegas or I'm sorry, California or his heritage is not from California. So if you're going like, where are these guys, you know, where they're originally from or whatever, then that would be kind of cool to do too. Uh, so maybe something like probably what, what, what's the bad one? Is it North Korea or South Korea? I think it's South Korea. Oh, that's a great, I don't know the answer to There's, that. I think what is, I don't even want to talk about it, but I don't think it's a place they would want to have a golf tournament. Let's put it that way. Um, but yeah, there, and then obviously America, because there's so many American players and maybe then you go down to South America because you've got the, uh, Mito Pereira, Abram Anser, uh, team on live too. So it would be kind of cool to cover, uh, you know, a lot of different continents. They can't play on Antarctica because I don't think there's golf there, but I think they could pretty much play on every single other continent. Um, is Russia a continent? Uh, I know this, we're not that good at geography, but I don't think they'll be playing in Russia. Something tells me they won't. <laughs> Something, just a hunch. I don't think they'll be playing golf in Russia. Did you know there's like no golf courses in Russia either? Yeah, I isn't there? I well, there's like, like I know there's like what? In the country of Serbia, the homeland of, of the king of the NBA, Nikola Jokic, uh, there's like one golf course in the entire country of Serbia, one or two. I think wow. I read that. But there's also there there's golf courses in Antarctica. Remember we did like an art we did a topic on that, but it's not like your typical like mode green golf course. It's more of like a we're gonna throw a hole in this random area just to say it's a golf course type of scenario so it's yeah it's more yeah just it's not, a, not a not a legitimate golf course also i don't think they could play on greenland either and i think that's a continent so uh i may have fucked up in a lot of they're not they're definitely they could hit like four or five continents maybe let's put it that way we're, we're getting word i'm getting word from our beautiful producer here marissa that uh <laughs> north korea is bad so we now know okay that. okay i thought it, for some reason, I thought it was South Korea, but um, yeah, that's uh, not a place you want to go in general, more or less, nonetheless, be playing golf over there. So I'd be out. <laughs> I'm out on that. All right, let's move on to the a couple of announcements in the TGL, Tiger Woods' new technology-based golf league starting in January, kind of scheduled around the PGA Tour. Um and just the overall irony of these announcements here, we have one announcement here on Instagram. Uh, Justin Thomas, he is part of Atlanta Drive GC. Now, for anyone that uh, we can see here in the first comment uh, how, from play playing shit Smitty Golf. Actually, that's pretty smart. I like that. I like that name. Um, how is there any different from Live? Well, his <laughs> English is fucking horrible, but. Um, yeah, this is pretty ironic in general that this league is coming out and now that, you know, they're going to have teams and it's technology based and we get that part of it, but this is like the same thing. This is like the Spider-Man meme scenario when, yeah. and, and the, pr the problem I have with this is the fact that now we know that the PGA tour and live are, you know, under the same public investment firm. We know that. And we know that they're quote unquote funded by the same company or will be basically cohorts essentially at some point very soon. But the way people still treat Live Golf compared to what it actually is and compared to what 
everyone's trying to make it, it they're, they're just not adding up. And now you add this in and it's basically live golf technology, essentially. Yeah, it's they they basically looked at the team aspect and they're like oh that's cool we'll take that and so from what i read it looks like there's going to be six teams of four players for a total of 24 players um good math thank you uh i am good at math that is one thing like geography very questionable math pretty good at uh but they they've already announced atlanta boston la and new york city and I think actually Steve Cohen owns the uh, New York City team, and then uh, Fenway Sports Group owns the uh, the Boston team. So, I mean, you got some pretty big money behind this stuff. Let's let's take a quick guess at where we think the other two teams are going to be based out of. Because first idea that comes to mind for me is Miami. Like, I think Miami. Miami uh, is that a different country? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I, I know I know American geography. Uh, but I think Miami makes a lot of sense or Orlando, I guess, because there's so many dudes that even though it is based out of, I think, Palm Beach Gardens down in Florida is where they'll be playing it. Um, and then they, maybe I, I could see Dallas. I was just going to say Texas is with the level of PGA Tour players and like notoriety of PGA Tour players from Texas and Dallas Fort Worth area. I think that's that's a that's a slam dunk. Have you seen the logos for these? Yeah, they look like live logos. Yes, they do. But did you see the Boston Common one? The Boston one's pretty fire with like the green tree and stuff. Yeah, it's got a frog in the middle with a golf ball belly and then the city behind it. I dig it. Yeah, that's that's pretty gas. I will say uh the one of the first the highest like comments on the Justin Thomas post was Oh God, that just scared the shit out of me. I thought it was a live announcement. <laughs> everybody, like, honestly, when I first saw it, I was like, shit, Justin Thomas is going to live. Like that, I, I was just very confused as to like what it was because, you know, even be, being tapped into the golf world, quote unquote, they, you really didn't see them talking about like making these announcements and, and doing this or that yet. And he kind of just like dropped it out of thin air. And you're like, what the fuck does this mean? And then you look into it a little further. You're like, oh, it's just a live knockoff. Um, if you can't beat them, join them. And then uh, actually just today I was looking and Colin Morikawa has joined the LA uh, GC team. So that's not surprising. He's very California. And uh, that that kind of explains it there. But I will be interested to see who plays out of like the Boston and New York City teams and what – kind of what this team aspect means. Like, I, I really don't, you know, understand how they're going to do it. And then you're just well, making, let me, let uh, me educate you here. Um, we've got do. some, got some information here. So modern match play 15 holes over two sessions, triples will be nine holes and singles will be six holes. Each hole is worth one point And the team with the fewest shots wins the point ties are worth zero points and there are no carryovers. Overtime is a 3v3 closest to the pin com competition. So it's nine holes of triple, 3v3 alternate shot, and then six holes of rotating head-to-head -head competition with each player playing two holes during the session. Uh, and then you have the overtime tiebreaker of a close to the pin. I'm really excited to see, uh, you know, what they're... So it's the SoFi Center uh, down in Florida. 
fit close to 2,000 fans on match night. So it sounds kind of like the uh, Arizona Coyotes mullet arena situation. They, they're <laughs> just going less people. Um, but is this something you think you'd attend? I guess I, we'd have to, I want to actually see it on TV first. And it may be something that, you know, on a Monday night, you can kind of get into um, when Monday night football is not on anymore, you know, early January um, after the first round of the playoffs. But I, I'm curious just in the time of like people are so addicted to golf in general that I think, you know, the, the live tour is competing directly with the PGA tour. And there's, you know, it's, it's, while it's new, it's a, basically a spinoff of the same thing, you know, ma- you know, stroke play three days, four days, whatever, 54 holes versus 72, same, same general basic concept though. This is something that's, completely different from anything we've ever seen so i think it will generate a good bit of interest in terms of viewership and the people that are you know the the people that live in in cities and states like we currently do where you don't really get much for golf in the january february march months you know it's it's all right we want golf like we're we you know we i think back to like high school we'd watch big break every tuesday because it was like golf and it was something that we could do on a night when it's snowing. Totally. Like this kind of gives golf an opportunity to be like a weeknight primetime event because obviously you can't play golf in the dark. So, and it's normally not played during the week unless it's Thursday or Friday, but we're talking early week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So it's going to give it a different look. Um, Just the general concept of watching somebody play simulator golf I don't give a fuck who you are. I don't care if you're the best player. If Ben Hogan's ghost showed up and started playing, maybe I would like be interested in that. But just the fact that, you know, it's watching dudes hit into a simulator um, really doesn't, doesn't move the needle for me. I'd rather, I, and I've always been that way. Like I'd rather obviously play outdoor golf than simulator golf. So I would rather watch guys play golf outdoors than indoors but you know like you said it's something that in the winter time when there's no other when they're not competing with the likes of nfl monday nights or you know primetime nba or whatever as long as they play their cards right i bet they'll do okay with it yeah and i think uh, another opportunity they have here which has been integrated into the tv version of golf lately with the matches is get these guys mic'd up I think that that will that moves the needle for me personally. If like you could hear what they're saying, you know, we catch hot mics all the time on the tour, and Tyrrell Hatton's like the the king of the hot mic, and they're always great viral clips. So I think you know this is my uh, my advice to the social media manager of TGL: like get these guys mic'd up or get you know clips of what they say when they hit golf shots because no matter if you're the worst player in the world or the best player in the world, you're going to hit bad golf shots and it's going to be funny, your reaction to it. Like I always, you know, if it's somebody I know and I know I can laugh, like some of the funniest things I've ever heard are on a golf course or after hitting a golf shot. So I think that's a huge opportunity for them as well. Yeah. They're they're definitely going to have them mic'd up as long as it's not too like forced, you know, it's got to be like natural shit talk for me. It can't be like, Oh, you know, what a bad shot. <laughs> like, that's just stupid shit. You gotta, like, I think Kevin Kisner will be the king of the shit talk in the TGL. 
Um, that dude's got some quick wit and he's, he's a funny guy in general. So I will be interested to hear the mic'd up situation, but by nature, unfortunately, the majority of golfers don't have that much of a personality. Uh, maybe, you know, they let a little bit more come out like with Justin Thomas and a few of those guys, but, uh, yeah, it's, you gotta have mics and that's the only other thing though, is can you allow cussing? Like, uh, cause that's, is it going to be on a delay? Can you bleep it? Or is it just all going to be live? Cause then they're going to be, you know, kind of, uh, relegated to just saying just the, the worst bland chirps that you hear from like your 60 year old buddy. That's an accountant. He's like, Oh, and fucking hit that one in the long stuff. Like, come on, let's, let's be a little bit more clever here with our, our chirps. Yeah. Um, so speaking of clever, a spot to fornicate on the golf course is uh, something that is hitting the viral airwaves of Instagram. If you don't follow Zyre Golf and you like golf and you have an Instagram, you should follow them. You should also follow us at Big Drive Energy Pod. We're getting a little bit into the golf meme game, mostly just reenactments of our TikToks and different reels and things like that. But Zyre Golf posted this the other day from the Road Hole Bunker at St. Andrews. Um, and honestly, not the there's no way the first this is the first time this has happened. Um, but and they're legit banging. Like that's that's not like making out. There's like things happening in there. N- no, there's definitely uh you can see cheeks, so you know something's going down. <laughs> but it looked pretty bl- you're talking about bland that looks pretty bland like you know that was a pretty dead fish scenario from what it looked like in the video i i don't know if they paused because they they felt the light coming up or they felt the the person coming up on them um but you know what a great i mean that can't there's probably not their first time together but if it is that's an all-time peak first time to uh do the deed is the road hole bunker of st andrews yeah, like, honestly, if you're that obsessed with golf that you, like, want to have sex on a golf course, then more power to you. I'm not going to say if I have or haven't previously done that. Um, I know I I have an idea if Spencer has or not, you know, working at a golf course, shit happens there. We're going to keep that on the golf course. But uh, one of the other places that I thought of, you know, because naturally, like, Road Hole, Road Hole Bunker at St. Andrews, um the next place my mind went was that cave that they, uh, Oh, at the at, Mayakoba. Yeah. The cave. you go down. Wow. Like that's, that's a good one. You go two for one because you're technically like there's water in there. And I think it's kind of like a beach. So you're banging on the beach on a golf course, like, and you're kind of protected from the elements and you know, nobody can see you unless you're directly behind the cave. So, Overall, I think that's probably like the A1 spot to uh, do the deed if you're if you're trying to do it on a golf course. I think the first spot that came to my mind was seven, like behind the green at Pebble Beach. That would be uh, that'd be pretty peak if you were, you know, had the waves crashing up into the rocks and then you're just right on the seventh green. You know, you flop a little attack wedge up there and then you go flop another attack wedge right in. (laughs) Yeah, that's uh, that's probably like an all time good one. Also, I'm trying to think of uh, anywhere else that would be really good. Maybe the Island Green at 
seven uh at tpc sawgrass like that'd be you, a little you, too it'd be a little too scary i would think you know like it's you're out there like this one you're in that that bunker's deep um that guy was going deep in a deep bunker and he uh <laughs> but that's like not as scary you know i don't know like yeah they got caught um but to me it'd be a little bit more a little more more scary to be out in the open you know like on a green where there's literally nothing but water around you yeah no that's like a stadium setup i don't you better be pretty proud of what you got if you're gonna go out and and be willing to uh, do it on the the island green at sawgrass but those were kind of like the best spots i could really think of um you know anywhere on the beach doesn't hurt anywhere in the mountains um give me like crans montana over in switzerland i think is where or is that italy or fucking i don't know it's somewhere in the swiss alps uh but anywhere with a view, you know, that's, that's a good spot. Like I, you know, it's sex is like pizza, even though, even when it's bad, it's still pretty good. So I, I think they were having themselves a pretty good time in that road hole bunker. Yeah. There's different levels of, of pizza and sex, but there's uh, it has, a, they both have a low floor, high ceiling, a high floor, uh, high, uh, yeah, high floor, low seat, no high floor, <laughs> high ceiling. There we go. High yes. floor, high ceiling. Yeah, um, they're they're both pretty good regardless. Exactly. Speaking of high ceiling, let's get into our picks for this week's PGA Tour event, the Worldwide Technology Championship in Cabo. Like we talked to earlier, there's a lot of talented players that haven't won in this uh, field, and I am going to do something that I don't ever do. So we pick, uh, if you're new here, welcome. We pick... Players each week uh, on the Bet365 app, and we, I go with the each-way bets. So Bet365 is really easy to make an each-way bet on a golfer. Um, my three guys this week are going to be Ludwig Aberg, Cam Young, and Luke List. And why I never go there, Ludwig, Ludwig Aberg is still looking for his first win on tour, as is Cam Young, but they are both the top two favorites in this event, and when you see a guy get his first win on tour, most of the time it's at an event like this where it's it's not necessarily a, you know, opposite field event, but it kind of feels like it with when you look at the field. And we've oh, I'm always on Cam Young. I'm a Cam Young stan. Ludwig Aberg played well in the Ryder Cup, should be riding some momentum from that. And then Luke List just hits the ball a long ways, and this is a golf course that is making its debut on tour, I believe. Um, and so nobody really has any stats as far as, you know, who's going to play well and horses for courses, but I'm going to take Luke list at plus 30, 3,500 actually on the each way bet. So the each way bet, you know, you get, you get them for uh, one through five and you get them to win the tournament. So I've got Ludwig Aberg, Cam Young and Luke list. Okay. And did you take a bonus bet? Are we, are we doing bonuses? Um, my, well, my, bo I'll take my bonus bet of being Luke list plus 3,500 to win the, win the tournament. So okay. my, my guys are, are Ludwig Aberg and Cam Young. My bonus bet's going to be Luke list. Okay. Got you. Um, so I'm rolling Lucas Glover coming off one of his best years in his career. Uh, just a career resurgence, super, Super weird dude. Uh, hopefully he's grown the beard back because I'm sick of looking at that bald ass weird looking face. Um, Akshay Batia, uh, young kid, also looking for his first dub. Super talented guy. Um, plus three thousand. And then 
uh, I've got Chris Kirk plus 4,000. Um, feels like he always plays pretty well. So, Boom. We've got our picks in. Make sure you get over to the Bet365 app. Lock those picks in. Also, check out Breckenridge Distillery. BreckenridgeDistillery.com. They have the best bourbon in the game. I was drinking a lot of Breck Distillery last night with uh, some apple cider as I was handing out candy to trick-or-treaters. Breck Distillery is by far our favorite bourbon. We drink it on the golf course. We drink it at home. We drink it on the couch. Anywhere you can find Breck Distillery is the best distillery, highest distillery in the country, and the best distillery and best bourbon in the game. That'll wrap it up for us for this week. We appreciate you all tuning in. You can find all of our stuff now, podcasts, YouTubes, on, of course, you know, anywhere you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, etc. But www.allcitynetwork.com, that debuted today. Once again, right next to the All NFL Show with Brian Baldinger and Anthony Gargano, the What Chaos Hockey Podcast with DJ Bean and Pete Blackburn, the All NBA Show with Tim Legler and Adam Mares, and right next to that, you have Big Drive Energy, Mitchell and Spencer Smith, it just rolls off the tongue, fits perfectly like a puzzle. Uh, love it love it that's it for us this week enjoy the pga tour enjoy your weekend we will talk to y'all next week peace peace